When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. It's not big enough, but it's sure good when you're having it. Well, TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackey and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Like, wow, and look Whoa. at this. Whoa. And B going at it with Carl Anthony Towns. It is a competitive game. That's all it was. There's a lot of uh, great things as a team we can learn and really go out there and uh, try to uh, beat Washington. But as a competitor, are you all disappointed in yourself? You get drawn into something like that? It was competitive. Uh, and I just think that we need, to, as a team, we got to be playing better with our system. So you can swing at him or are you trying to get him in a headlock? This is competitive. It's competitive basketball that we're being played. I, I think you guys build it up. <laughs> so, hey, me. Uh, I just uh, make sure every I said it in, uh, in Minnesota. I'll say it again. You know, I'm not here to sell links and clicks and papers. I'm here to win games. Uh, well, first of all, I ain't no b- uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, nah, there was not a lot of talking. I mean, uh, you were kind of happen out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, you know, I just did what I had to do. And uh, I was just, you know, trying to control myself. And, you know, it happens. There he is. It's official. Jimmy Butler's protege, <laughs> Joel Embiid, has completed, has completed the transformation. He is now Jimmy Butler's protege. Where's and, Jimmy uh, right now? I, we got to hear from Jimmy. Jimmy's, Jimmy's got to be Jimmy's thrilled. Jimmy's been silent on this. Nobody's heard from Jimmy. This, I want to hear from Jimmy. I feel like this is turning into that Seinfeld yeah. episode where Jimmy talks about Jimmy in the third person. <laughs> Jim, yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's got to go to the gym. Jimmy's hurt. Jimmy's got to. Jimmy's hurt. Jimmy's got to get some steps in. That's right. Jimmy's got to take a paternity leave and <laughs> dump Carl Anthony Towns. That's right. Actually, I'm glad you brought up Jimmy Butler because Jim, Jimmy Butler is the first guy that that popped into my mind when that brawl went down. And then it was confirmed by Joel Embiid on his social media accounts that Jimmy Butler was indeed in his mind as well. So I think, now correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns, we've known there's been bad blood just based on like some reports and some little couple little comments here and there by Jimmy Butler and Towns, but we've never really had the full-on confirmation from the horse's mouth 
that they hate each other. No, right? in, in, in Johnny K's article today about this, he, he mentioned that they've actually said that they're friends, or at least friendly yeah. before all this, and all this is just good-hearted, you know, light ribbing between the two. Yeah. That went past that line last night. We've heard a, sure. We heard a lot last year behind the scenes about various things that might be going on between those two or third parties involved, but n- none of it was confirmed, and they tried to say that they were fine. But at that time, it always sort of felt like Cat deferring and being weak and being not very strong and being everything that until last night, I, I think a lot of people, especially nationally, assumed. And then last night, he tried to change the narrative, yeah. and good for him. Well, here were the social media posts for people who have been at work today and... And, and missed this back and forth. So Embiid, after the fight and after the Sixers win by 20 points, Embiid sends out a post on Instagram. Great team win. I was raised around lions. And a cat pulled on me tonight. Laugh my ass off. At Jimmy Butler, he tags. I miss being part of the third stringers, dot, 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 referencing the infamous practice in which Jimmy Dude, Butler so joined soft. the third stringers. That's so soft to try and pull Jimmy in to back you up. Like, Jimmy, Jimmy saw the highlights. Jimmy didn't need you telling him that you guys are going back and forth. If he wanted to jump in, he'll jump in, Joel Embiid. This is, people do this all the time on Twitter when they can't take on a fight themselves. They'll tag somebody else who they know agrees with them. It's such a punk move, dude. Everything Joel Embiid has done from the time that fight started until those were posted has been a punk move or as he would put it, a B-word move by Joel Embiid time and time again. He continued with that original post and said, I got Cat's mom giving me middle fingers. If Which you look at the awesome. video, his parents were like oh, leaning over the tunnel, and flipping him off. That's what yeah. family does. That's some serious real estate, all caps. So the cat responds with mocking Joel Embiid by posting photos of him and putting Embiid in a headlock and crying, crying after Embiid yeah, and a bunch of clown emojis. To which Joel Embiid follows up, "That tough guy act ain't cutting it. You know what you are. You know what you've always been, a bleepy." Uh, you can fill in the words. Yeah. It's a reference to a different. It's a reference to a cat. <laughs> Say it louder for the people in the back. He wrote, "Been kicking your ass and pretty please make the playoffs before you talk." It's a known thing that I own you. He also commented on one of Cat's Instagram posts, referencing, "This is why you know who, meaning Jimmy Butler, treated you like a b word as well." And here's like just I, here's my quick takeaway on this. This is confirmation. Let's start with Jimmy Butler. This is confirmation that Jimmy Butler left the Timberwolves and instantly started just dumping all over Carl Anthony Towns to those young players on the Sixers, yep. right? Like literally spent six months with the 76ers or four months, whatever it was, yep. trashing Carl Anthony Towns because it's obvious you wouldn't tag Jimmy Butler in these posts if you guys hadn't been talking about this for months and months, right? So Jimmy Butler is now confirmed as being a fake clown leader in my mind. Like he came in and pretended to be the leader of the Timberwolves. Really, he just crapped all over the young players and left, and that's who he is. And then continued crapping on him. Yes. And I think what we saw last night was Carl Anthony Towns, ever since that Rockets series, the first-round playoff exit against the Rockets, Carl Anthony Towns, has been he's been getting clowned by TNT commentators. He's been getting clowned by his own head coach, Tom Thibodeau. He's been getting clowned by Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, and he snapped last night, and I freaking love it. But, but here's my I love it. And he, but here's my only... And I love it, too. My only frustration is, Carl, love you. You're a great player. But when Jimmy Butler comes to that practice last year and pulls that stunt behind closed doors, where, by the way, you ain't getting suspended, 
you go after him. He wasn't ready to do it then. No, I, but you just, you snap. But he wasn't ready to don't do it. Don't care, then. you snap. You, that, this is, I've been telling, <laughs> but I've been he wasn't telling ready you, to do it I don't care. You snap <laughs> on him and you go after him. And I don't care if you lose the fight, but you have a he knockdown, would, lose the fight. drag out, and, and he still might. I don't care. I love what he did last night. The, the only thing I don't like is this Twitter and Instagram back and forth. Keep that crap away. I mean, fight on the court. I don't care about that. Um, but that was the frustration because it's what he should have done. The fact that he's now gotten to this point, though, I absolutely love. And if ever there was a time to draw a line and be like, okay, this is it. Last night was it. So let's, so let's, you and I sort of, it's not that we disagree. You're saying, I don't care what the circumstances are. Punch him in the mouth when he's clowning you in practice. Yes. And what I'm saying is, if you look at the circumstances now, now he has a front office and a coach that have empowered him all summer and have said, dude, forget about this Tom Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler crap. Mm-hmm. You are the man. You're one of the best players in the NBA, and we're going to pump your tires, and you're going to score 30 points a night, and you're going to be this ferocious, unleashed big man that you should have been two or three years ago. He was getting, you know, he, he had thumbs on his head two or three years ago. He, well, this is actually only a year ago that that infamous practice happened, but a lot's changed in the last year. He didn't think, and I know you disagree, Judd, but like he didn't think he was in a spot to be able to rise up and take control when his coach was a Jimmy Butler guy and when Jimmy Butler was as boisterous as he was. And you fast forward a year and you start, you start picking at a guy, picking at a guy, picking at a guy again when he's now been empowered to be the leader of this franchise, and that's what happens last night. And I don't condone swinging on guys on a regular basis. I've seen a lot of people in my Twitter timeline, you're a hypocrite. You don't like fighting in hockey? I don't like staged fighting in hockey, but sometimes you got to take the bully out back and you got to pop him in the nose. And that's what Carl Anthony Towns did last night. Yeah, two things. First, I I think he was just trying. I think he's the type of guy who tries to take the high road. When people take the low road against him, he's a guy who tries to take take the high road. And I can respect that, but he was pushed to a limit. And also, I think he's trying to assert himself this year, not, not only as the leader of his team, but in the NBA, as a dominant force and somebody who is not to be reckoned with. And I forgot the second point that I was about to make. What was the last thing you said, Phil? It was off your last point. I said sometimes you got to take the bully up back and oh, yeah. pop him in the no, nose. No, no, it was about people calling you a hypocrite. Because I, okay. felt, I felt like a hypocrite looking at this and, go, and, and cheering Cat on and saying he needs to do this. But it's the same, as, it's the same approach that I take to baseball. Like, I'm not going to throw a baseball at you because I'm offended that you pimped a home run. I'm not going to throw a baseball at you because you tried to throw inside and it got away and you hit a batter by accident. I don't feel a need to retaliate to that. But if you're trying, if you're if you're trying to hurt one of my guys, if I if you were throwing at one of my guys intentionally, if you slide into a base with bad intentions, or if you're just trying to disrespect me in some way, I feel like yeah, that's that's a time where you have to show people that you don't that you don't sit back and take stuff like that mm-hmm. because that matters when it comes to the competitive edge of sports. When people know they can push you around, they will push you around. And this has been, I, I've been begging for this for how long, Phil, now? A year or so? I've been begging yeah. for him. And there's there's particular people. I mean, a year and a half was the Rocket Series, and right? Embiid, Butler. But, I mean, if you had done this, if if they had played Houston last night and he had arbitrarily gotten sort of mad and gone after a guy, I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess. But 
The Embiid thing to me was was at least partially sort of pre-planned because Embiid's a bully. He's just going to bully. And and Butler's next. As far as I'm concerned, when, when the Wolves play down there, if I'm Towns, Butler looks at me cross-eyed. I'm punching him. You're going oh, and, I'm, and I'm taking <laughs> and, and I'm taking the five. I'm taking the five <laughs> games. I'm, ta- I'm taking the five games, and I'm happy because here's the thing, though. Judd's all good here for anti-bullying. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to punch the bully. You, you do. You there there the are sometimes, especially in. In sports, but you know what? They lost last night. Philadelphia is a really good team. They're right now. They are a superior team to you. But a year ago in January, you went and played the same team. Butler was there at the time. You got blown off the floor. I believe Cat had something like thirteen points and five boards. Just embarrassing. And the Wolves slinked away. Oh, woe is us, poor us, man. It's been so tough. And Butler, Butler gives what? A bottle of expensive champagne or wine to Ryan, to which I I would have slammed on the ground and said, "Get out of here." But the point being is, they slinked away, and it was embarrassing. They lost last night, but guess what? It was a formative step. If this team is going to go in the direction which is galvanized, which is this is not, hey, it's Carl Anthony Townsend and Wiggy's team. This is Cat's team. This is just his team, and he has to be the guy. If Covington had got mad last night, nobody really cares. If uh, Jeff T got mad, okay, that's great. Nobody cares. But to me, th- this was potentially pre-planned to a certain degree to say, we need to take steps here. And last night, and, and it's very hockey, I get that. But last night's a very important step towards, yeah, we lost, but somebody at least, a very important person, put their foot down and said, the BS ends right now. Yeah. As the leader of the franchise. Correct. So, I mean, the captain. He's yes. captain of the team. Yeah. You know, by the way, this is. Uh, I'll play this clip, and then we can also open up phone lines. What did you think of Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid? Did Did Carl Anthony Towns did he score points in your mind last night? Is the question six five one six four six eight two five five? Like in a wrestling sense, like takedown two points. <laughs> he, he did get a takedown. Yes, right? he did. Yeah. And then, by the way, Ben Simmons, yeah, you yeah. coward, Ben Simmons. And Thank I don't you. mean to be like Homer fan guy here, but no, dude. You're right. Dude, Carl Anthony Towns is yeah. laying on the ground, and you're going to just get five, behind him and choke him? Ga- I give him five games. Like, what What are you doing? I give him five games. That was the most egregious act on the court last night. Yep. Yeah. That was worse than anything Cat or Embiid did. Yeah, and by the way, the referees didn't sus- or didn't or didn't kick Ben Simmons out of the game because they thought he was playing Peacemaker. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. stupid are they? He's literally, he's literally got Carl Anthony Towns in a Boston Crab, like, <laughs> choking him out. In the he's- name of peace. In the name of peace. <laughs> How do you stuff? watch that replay, though? And come away saying that. I don't know, man. Super weird. I'm telling you right now, if I'm Carl Anthony Towns and I'm still fired up after that game about what went down, Ben Simmons is the dude I'm looking for. It's not even Embiid. I'm looking for Ben Simmons. I want a piece of him. Yeah. This was Adrian Wojnarowski me on uh, the league reaction to the fight. Greeny, what's going to be interesting is, are the Sixers, you know, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, you know, the officials after the game declared Ben Simmons as a peacemaker in this altercation. That is not, I'm told, how Minnesota saw that, the <laughs> chokehold he had on Pounds when he was laying on the floor, how the league interprets that, evaluates that, and then, you know, the press conference after, the social media late into the evening, is that factored into the penalty intent, any kind of contrition uh, about what happens? This is going to be uh, an interesting one for the league to sort out, but I think you're looking at multiple games, probably for both players you know, does Embiid and Simmons, does Simmons get any kind of discipline in this? But clearly Embiid and Towns uh, are going to miss multiple games. 
Yeah, and yeah, Simmons needs to miss the most games. Yeah, like, you could argue that the f- the first part of the confrontation was like two guys tussling and and it just like emotions you know, boiled over. The second part of the tussle was a calculated chokehold by Ben Simmons. Yeah, you're a clown, dude. In in the name of peace, though. That's in what, the name I, that's of what peace. I love. What is wrong with officiating, umpiring, and refereeing across sports right now? <laughs> Honest to God, are you people even close to being competent? Dude, I mean. It's amazing. Also, you want to talk about fake tough guys, which is what that's what Joel Embiid is calling Carl Anthony Towns. The two fakest tough guys in the NBA are Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, two guys who act like they are Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Yet two guys who've never in their careers gone past the second round of the playoffs. So Embiid was chirping at Towns in the comment section saying, oh, that picture of me crying, that was from the playoffs, bro. It's like, dude, you don't get to toot your playoff horn. You've never been past the second round of the playoffs. So stop acting like you're Kobe Bryant in his prime for a second. This is why I go after Butler, because I don't think he's nearly as tough as you guys. Both both those guys have also, like, never played full seasons in their careers because they're not tough enough to stay on the court. I'm just throwing out facts. Like, you can't talk like a tough guy. You're right when it comes to championships, and I think Joel Embiid is a fake tough guy. I don't think he knows how to punch. I think he showed us last night he didn't know how to punch. What was that? When he was shadow boxing on his way back to the locker room? I told you, the old 1920s. Like the Fighting Irish logo? I don't know what that was, but I saw that and I was like, oh, that's why he didn't want a real fight. But, like, Jimmy Butler, is he's not faking it when with the tough guy act. You're right, he's never won any championships. He can't talk from a competitor standpoint. But from a tough guy standpoint, not too many tougher in the NBA than Jimmy Butler, if you ask me. I'd chest it out. I'd find out. <laughs> I'd find out. Here's his other problem. My, I'm not saying. My guess is he would be very surprised. I bet you if Carl Anthony Towns. Guard. No, no. I bet you if Carl Anthony Towns started a fight with Butler, I bet you the amount of Heat players that would come out and help Jimmy would be zero. There might be guys who might Miller. I don't think anybody would risk a suspension. Seriously. I, I think that Jimmy Butler, he thinks he leads. The only thing I I see is a guy who's despised. I think Jimmy Butler would be very surprised that it would be the Wolves trying to help Cat and Jimmy Butler standing there alone. The the, the only regret I have about all of this is that the six the the 76ers play in the Eastern Conference and so you only play them twice a year March, and there's dude. zero chance of a playoff matchup between the two of it's them. It's going to be 6 months yeah. before we see part 2 of this. Do you think Carl Anthony Towns has a photo of Joel Embiid in his mirror, like like Rocky and on Rocky his punching Four. bag. Forget oh, like his a dart, a dartboard type of thing. Where Did you guys see dice? the video? It was circulating a few months ago, but it's circulating again today because of what happened last night. Of Cat in the boxing gym training. No, dude, it's a terrifying sight. Like that's a dude who knows how to throw punches. See? A guy's been pre- be prepared for last night <laughs> yes. all summer. Yes, I'll find he it. He knew. He's drawn a line in the sand. Good go, for him. Go ahead and take the call. I'll find it. Somebody tweeted at me today. I'll show you guys in a second. He he knows how to. I mean, yeah. he knows how to train to fight. That doesn't always translate to knowing how to fight. But I'll tell you, he knows how to train to fight. Sage football wisdom in about ten minutes or so. Mackie and Jeb with Rami six five one six four six eight two five five. We're talking about. This uh, this brawl between Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns last night. Do you feel like Carl Anthony Towns scored some points with the league, with fans, with his team? 651-646-8255. Randy in Cottage Grove. What's going on, Randy? Well, first of all, uh, uh, happy Halloween. Um, Same to you too, man. It's a big day. It's a good drinking holiday. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Agreed. Number, number one thing you're doing when you're starting a fight 
is you're setting a tone, okay? You're setting a tone and you're saying, this ain't gonna fly. Not in, not in my house, okay? And, and, and last night, I didn't watch it, but I gather from what you say that, uh, that they, 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 they had a big, a big tussle. And that's good. You know, every year, every year, the first week of bowling, I find, I find somebody and someone on our team kicks someone else's ass. And bowling. You just, yeah, you need to set a tone. Okay, you need to go out there and you say, "I don't, I don't like the way you uh, kind of took an extra little peek at that spare as that as that uh, seven pin fell down. I don't like that." I don't, and, and and when you 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 do that, you get in their head and you let them know this is uh, this is my lane. Same for softball. Okay, somebody wants to chirp, and they can chirp. Let them chirp a little bit, and then when they go to use the the uh, the, the biffy, tip it over. Okay, tip it over and 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 just set a tone. Were they going to use done that the, before, oh, Randy? Were they going to use what? The 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 John. The oh, Biffy. okay, all right. The so, porta potty. Who is who am I speaking to? This is Robbie. Okay, uh, Romney. The, when they use the porta biffy and, and they go in, they shut the door. You, it only takes two three guys to give it a good shove, and it's sure. over. Okay, yeah. it is over, and they will never chirp again. You're gonna chirp again? No. So right now, you. I guarantee you, right now, this Embiid uh, uh, is in. He's Towns is in his head. Okay, and next time they play. Mm. He's going to be thinking more about that fight than he is about getting getting whooped, getting his ass whooped on the court, and that's what it's about. Now he set him up. It's sleight of hand. It's like a magician says, "Look over here." Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, now you're thinking about the fight. Boom, we gotcha. Okay, so I like it. I think anytime you can be a, a guy who says, "I'm going to kick your ass," and you mean it, and you back it up, you own the room. School. <laughs> Biffy? Oh wait, hold on. We got back out for a second. No. Oh yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait. You've never heard Biffy? Never heard Biffy. What do you call it? Huh? A Biff? Biff? B I F F? No. It's like a porta potty. Yeah, a Biff. I just always called it porta potty. No. Or 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 a John or a John is Biff John is Biff confined to us? I think think so. Here, like a bubbler in Milwaukee. I think that's a Wisconsin or a Minnesota thing. Like bubbler is in Wisconsin. Yeah, you guys know what a bubbler is in Wisconsin? Water fountain. Water fountain. Yeah, but why? I don't know, man. Why is uh? I mean, it's in the dictionary. Why is a soda Coke and vice versa? It's in the dictionary. Yeah. You know, I've never thought Biffy? about that with uh, with bowling before. That's but what I was going to ask about kind the bowling. Of, it kind of pisses me off, too, when someone goes on a little run and they, they stare you down after their third or fourth spare. Or stare down the strike. Yeah. Like, just hang on it a little too long. Or when they look away. So oh, when, when you the fight? ball's halfway oh. down, they look when away. When you fight oh, they know man. it's a strike. Oh. What if they hold the pose? you you got to wait till they till they turn so around. They don't see you coming you get from behind them. them. Hey, you, when they turn around, you're just sitting just right like there. Just like you get right, right up hook. there and you yeah. deck them? Yeah. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you want to chime in here. By the way, here's another thing too. I feel like this is. I don't think we need brawls every night in the NBA necessarily. I don't think it needs to go to like '80s NHL. No, but, but the LeBron James era of the NBA has become so friendly, right? Where I know we just played a hard-fought seven-game series in the playoffs, but now we're all in a private jet drinking wine. And together, the rivalries right? aren't real. Yeah, it drives me crazy. But I, now you got. I love this. Giannis is saying he doesn't want any friends in the NBA until he's done playing because he doesn't. He and want Marcus it. Smart got into it last night. Do you yeah, see that? Yeah, Giannis and Marcus Smart. And Bede and Cat genuinely hate each other with a fire. This isn't just like, oh, we got we don't like each other on the court. There's a personal hatred between the two of them. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's in that mix. I love it. We're kind of going back to the when's the last time we had real bad blood between multiple guys, superstars like this? A or nineties, right? 
Probably like early two thousand, early early two thousands. But here's what I love too: I love genuine sports hate. Like this is genuine. Yeah. This is old school. This yeah. is people that legitimately are really good at what they do and hate each other's guts. Well, who who were the last guys wired like that? Kobe was definitely Kobe for sure. But Kobe didn't have that many people that really wanted to mess with Kobe. I think Tim Tim Duncan had a little. Actually, KG was wired like this. K, KG might be the last vestige of that era where he would just fight anybody. Remember. That Denver Nuggets series, <laughs> great, yeah. I think it was like Frances, uh, uh, Francisco Elson with the backup center for the Nuggets in that oh, yeah. playoff series, where he just like they were just fighting every game in that series. Like KG doesn't care if you're a superstar or the third guy off the bench, he'll fight you. I'll fight you. By the way, yeah. Chad tweets in to at Score North at Phil Mackey at Rami's tweeting at Jay Zalgad says Embiid has said he grew up fighting lions, but when you watch that fight, does that look like a guy who's fought a lion? <laughs> I had people legit <laughs> tweeting me last night. Like, you think Embiid is scared? He fought lions. Like, you really bought that crap, dude? You really believe that Joel Embiid grew up fighting lions? This is something that people are buying because Joel Embiid said it. Like, I've seen video footage of Khabib, the UFC fighter, wrestling bears as a kid. That's real. That happened. And that makes him a different breed. He's wired differently than the rest of us. Joel Embiid does not know how to throw a punch and wasn't looking for a fight yesterday. He wanted to hang on and tussle. And when it came time to really get down to it, he resorted to what they teach you in self-defense class when you're desperate against an assailant, which is stick a thumb in any orifice you can find (laughs) and start gouging. That's what Joel Embiid did yesterday. The only thing he's fought in his life is the Velcro on a knee brace. Like... Come on, I've done man. that a lot. Come on. <laughs> Let's go to Michael in Prior Lake. You're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Thanks for taking my call. I love your guys' show. I'm actually converted from the FM sports station over to AM, so I appreciate it. Right on, man. We appreciate that. But, yeah. you know, cool, we love Cool 108, so it's a good station. So <laughs> give them some love. Yeah, as an old guy, I want to say I agree with you. It's What makes sports fun is I have a team you love, but equally I have teams you hate. And the mm-hmm. old, like, I, I'm an old Lakers guy. I used to love the Lakers-Celtics series back in the 80s. That was good stuff. Um, I think what happened yesterday was great for the Wolves. We've been the Cleveland Browns of the NBA for decades, and it's nice to see a little bit of backbone. I love the fact that we had a little fire in our belly, and I also thought Embiid looked like an idiot as he walked off the court pandering to the crowd. He's a thug. and He's a fake. I mean, anybody who gets in a fight and acts like a tougher guy after the fight than when they're in the middle of it is a wiener. So yeah. anyway, not a fan. He's also, thank you, Michael, and thank you for the kind words. He's also pandering to the dumbest sports crowd in America, too, the Philadelphia Eagles. Seriously. They like fighting. They like Brian three blowing up in 3 2 1. Well, like when the Vikings, and obviously the Vikings got punked in the NFC Championship game, so, you know, we got, we, we got a full spoonful that Monday from Eagles fans. But Eagles fans were calling in from. All different corners of the country the week leading up to Vikings Eagles NFC Championship game. It was like every guy named Angelo with an accent and <laughs> a 14 oh, IQ. Oh, they were, they got really, really hot. <laughs> and I like how it beat after the game tweets out all those pictures of him walking away from the fight victoriously. When, and I put these, like I quote tweeted him with some of these pictures. Twitter was riddled with pictures of him flailing, making facial expressions, like like <laughs> wincing at the thought of Carl Anthony Towns hitting him, getting put into a headlock. Like if he had posted any picture from the altercation himself, he looks like a punk. So he he tweeted pictures of him walking away from a fight he lost victoriously. It's hilarious. Let's take one more call on this here. We got about a minute left here. Chris in Prescott, Wisconsin. Go ahead, Chris. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. 
I got I got two things for you. The first one, I agree with you about the fake tough man. I mean, he lets Jeff Teague pull him off the tile. Off the tile. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, NBA thinks about his image alone. I mean, after the fight, he's sitting there beatboxing and chest bumping with his teammates, trying to rile up the crowd. I mean, isn't there some anti-bullying campaign that the NBA has going on here? Plus, I think they put a beat on the cover of the NBA 2K19. I mean, I just I don't think that's very good for his image. Yeah, thank you, thank you for the call, Chris. It's a, it's a good point. A point guard pulled you off the pile, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, he wasn't gonna tough be. guy. Jeff Teague tackled him off the pile. Danny made the point today. I didn't know this. Jeff Teague is apparently the biggest wrestling fan in the NBA. He is, yeah. And he just ran in there like he was coming down the ramp (laughs) (laughs) to save his tag team partner who was in an individual match. Stone Cold! Oh my God, is that Jeff Teague's music? (laughs) By God! It's amazing. When's the last time that you actually watched the Wolves get drilled and felt like they accomplished something, though? That's a good question. I mean, never, maybe never. I don't know. I mean, this was actually <laughs> actually you what thought, the score was last night. That's the point. Yeah, like they lost really badly. They they aren't close to the Sixers class, and yet you feel like okay, but they did something. Yeah. Well, they stood up for them. Carl Anthony yeah. Towns been getting clowned for three years. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Yep. One of the most talented players in the NBA, and he just he just has a bunch of Neanderthals like Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid clowning on him for no reason and. He lashed out last night. So uh, we can come back to this maybe later on in the show, but that was that was a fun start to the show. Sage Rosenfels joins us for some sage football wisdom in advance of Chiefs-Vikings when we come back here to Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North app. Federated Insurance has been here as a partner of the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show and also a proud sponsor of U of M Athletics and Turnovers for Kids. So in uh, in in their charity work, as part of it, Federated Mutual Insurance Company donates $1,000 to big brothers and big sisters for every forced turnover by the Gophers defense. It'd be nice to force a couple turnovers next weekend against Penn State. In fact, you might have to force a couple turnovers if you want to win that game and uh, remain undefeated. But when you see turnovers, think Federated Insurance, think big brothers, big sisters, and uh, the charity work that Federated does. Federated's been around for over 100 years based in Owatonna, Minnesota, helping business owners just like you listening out there. You can find a full list of industries that Federated protects at their website, federatedinsurance.com, where you can also find more information about your local Federated marketing representative. Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.